Zero Podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. Week 9 is here. We got a pretty good week. We got some good matchups. We'll cover them all. Uh, We got a great Europe matchup. We got the Germany game, Dolphins at Chiefs. I cannot wait to talk about that one. We will talk about that one in a bit, but we got some good ones. We got Dolphins, Chiefs. We got Seahawks, Ravens. Cowboys, Eagles, Bills, Bengals. This is a good slate of football. I am very, very excited. So I guess let's just get into it. As always, let's start off with the blind Thursday night football recap. Titans at Steelers. Total was set at 36.5. Steelers minus 3. Well, Titans came in after that unbelievable debut from Will Levis, four touchdowns, throwing the rock, throwing the rock, whatever, throwing the ball, throwing the rock all over the field, but it was too much this week to go against the Steelers defense and TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and Larry Ogunjobi on that defensive line. The pressure was too much for, uh, for the rookie to overcome. Did he play well? Of course he did. He looked good, and that's promising for the Titans, seeing Will Levis play like this. Means you might have the QB of the future. That's big uh, fingers crossed there for the Titans, but uh, at the end of the day, it was just uh, the Steelers' defense was just too good. Uh, was a low-scoring game. Of course it was. These are two pretty... I mean, one great defense and one pretty good defense playing against each other. Um, did... Uh, yeah, Kenny Pickett did play. Kenny Pickett did Kenny Pickett things, which... Um, not not really great. Not really great, but... Um, yeah, it was kind of a comeback-down-to-earth moment for Will Levis. He still looked good, but, you know... He's a rookie. He was a second-round pick. He's going to go through his ups and downs, but we are seeing flashes, and that's kind of what you want to see from your young guy. Uh, Steelers on the other side. I mean, the offense, Matt Canada, he was on the sidelines tonight instead of being up in the booth where he's been. He's just bad. He's just flat-out not a good offensive coordinator. That's Mike Tomlin's biggest knock right now, like, in his coaching tenure. Probably not his coaching tenure, but... Actually, it might be, because Matt Canada is awful. Matt Canada has just been flat out a bad offensive coordinator, has one of the worst, schematically worst offenses in the NFL. No flash plays, no razzle-dazzle, it's just... Um, But yeah, end of the day, the Steelers come out on top. It was a close one, though. Low-scoring game. Happy I was able to go to bed at half for this one. Um... And yeah, I guess let's just get straight into the Week 9 recap, starting off with this Germany game. Dolphins and Chiefs, total set of 55.5. Chiefs currently minus 1.5. That line has shifted. That line has shifted. Okay, um, 
Going into this game, I... Actually, let's just take it back here. Going into the Bills game in week four, I wasn't that confident. I was I was confident that we could win, but I wasn't like, oh, we're going to win, we're going to roll the Bills, whatever. Going, in, going against the Eagles in that primetime game was the same thing. It's like, I know the Eagles are a good team. They're coming off like a loss. They'll want to play hungry, uh, whatever. This game against the Chiefs, I'm confident. I am very confident that the Dolphins are going to win this game. For the first time all year, we have our starting defense intact, starting secondary intact. We get to see Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Javon Hall, and Cater Kohu, Deshaun Elliott, all in that secondary together. Our front seven is coming alive. I mean, Chubb has been on a tear so far. I think he has four sacks in the last four games. Jalen Phillips has been great since coming back from his injury. Uh, Sealer and Wilkins are doing their thing in the interior. Uh, David Long has been one of the best run stoppers in the league, and that's what we need to do. We need to stop this run game for the Chiefs. Get Travis Kelsey. Uh, just bother Travis Kelsey because I'm not concerned about this Chiefs offense whatsoever, which is a weird thing to say. I'm concerned about Travis Kelsey. I'm concerned about Pat Mahomes. Andy Reid, obviously a great play caller, but this is the Dolphins game. I think we have... Chiefs defense is very good. Let's just get that. But our offense is just flat out electric elite. Um, And I think our defense is finally kind of shaping into form here. And we're going to win this one. I am confident we are going to win this one. Put it on the board. Um, Yeah, I don't know where else to go. Actually, let's talk about the Chiefs. The one thing that does worry me is that the Chiefs do had a very, very bad loss to the Broncos last week. The first time they lost to the Broncos uh, since Barack Obama was president, but not really concerned because also Germany game, uh, the Dolphins got there Wednesday morning or Tuesday morning, I think Tuesday morning, and the Chiefs didn't fly in until this morning. I think that plays into the Dolphins' hand. I think that this year anyways, we have seen the team that arrives later is the team that ends up losing. Uh, I guess we'll see. I'm very confident, though. I am excited to watch this one. We will, I will be watching with a bunch of the guys. So the Dolphins need to show up so I can shut all of them up for good. Uh, yeah, I guess let's just keep going here. Uh, next game up, very smelly game. Rams at Packers. Packers minus three. Total set at 38 and a half. And I guess the big thing in this one is, is Matt Stafford going to play? Because if Matt Stafford's not going to play, um, I don't give the Rams much of a shot. I mean, who I don't even, who was their backup that came in for Matt Stafford last week? Let me let me do a quick Google search. Let's just talk about the Packers here then for a second. Uh the Packers aren't good. Their offense is just flat out not good. The defense is still pretty good. They got some players. Um, they did, however, just trade trade away cornerback Rasul Douglas to the Bills. So their secondary will be a little bit weaker than it normally is. Um, Matt Stafford here. Projecting these, blah, blah, blah. Matt Stafford is unlikely to play. Who, who are you? You have 64 followers. You know nothing. Um... Graham's not ruling out a potential IR stint. 
Um, yeah, I don't think that Matt Stafford's going to play, and that is the reason why the Packers are minus three. They are at home. That's just kind of the swing that home teams get usually. Um, not a lot of confidence in either of these teams. Uh, I've kind of screwed myself in fantasy anyways because I am starting Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Might have to trade one of those guys, sadly. Um, yeah, I guess... Uh, I don't know. No real strong leans in this game. I mean, if Matt Stafford plays, the Rams should win. If he doesn't, I mean, I think it's going to be a kind of a crapshoot regardless. Um, yeah, not a ton of confidence in either of these teams. And I think that's very say, very fair to say at this point. Um, next game up, we will keep moving. Commanders at Patriots. Patriots minus three. Total set at 40 and a half. Uh, I mean... If this were like a last week game and the Commanders still had Montez Sweat and Chase Young, I'm taking the Commanders. Now that they've traded their two starting edge players, I don't even know who their backup edges are. Let me look that up. But uh, yeah, unless Sam Howell can just slice and dice the Pats defense, which not a lot of teams can do, uh, this should be... I think the Patriots are going to win this one. I think the Patriots are going to win this one. Again, these are two teams that are just kind of out of it. Don't really care what happens to them for the rest of the season. Uh, their new starters, we have Casey Tuhill, who he's 27. He has four sacks on the year. Good for him. Damn. Okay. How do you have four sacks on the year? That's nuts. Um, but yeah, he's one of their starting defensive ends. And then we have James Smith Williams, who is 26 from NC state. Yeah. So I have no clue who those guys are. Um, this Pat's offense though, is not very good regardless. Uh, their best wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne is out for the year too. I don't know who Mac Jones is going to be passing the ball. I'm, I think that the Patriots' plan would be kind of what their plan has been for the last few years: is run the ball, control the clock, try to force some turnovers, yada yada yada. Um, they might be able to do it. I don't know. Again, this is two bad teams. I don't know how how much pep and energy the Commanders are really going to have because they know that they're not competing anymore this season, really, especially those guys on defense that have been there for a while who are just kind of done with uh, done with everything, really. Uh, Ron Rivera should be out the door soon. Same with Jack Del Rio. They'll have a completely new coaching staff in there soon enough. Um, I don't think I have anything really else to say about this game, so we shall keep going. Next game up, we have the Buccaneers at the Texans. Total set at 39.5. Texans minus 3. This is a this is a weird one for me. Both teams are 3 and 4. Obviously, the Texans are at home, so that's why they kind of get that 3-point swing. The Bucs have the better roster. Like, if we just kind of do, like, a dude off here, they got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Levante David, Antoine Winfield... Uh, Tristan Wirfs, I know I'm forgetting guys, Carlton Davis, maybe include him, I, I will include him, so we got those five guys, then on the Texans side, 
yeah, uh, Laramie Tunsil. I guess C.J. Stroud, even though he's a rookie. Uh, Will Anderson, even though he's a rookie too. I like Jalen Petrie. I don't think Derek Stingley has really been playing, but either way, like the Texans have the better team in this game. They're not better coached. I don't think Todd Todd Bowles is a good coach, but um, I guess we'll see. I th- I think the Buccaneers are going to win this game. I like the Texans and they're frisky, fun, trending upwards, whatever you want to say, but they're just outmatched talent-wise in this game. Uh, now, D'Amico is a good enough coach to overcome the talent deficit, but uh, I guess we'll see. I do like the Buccaneers in this game. I think I will pick the Buccaneers uh, for this week. Will I have them as my money line dog? No, I will spoil it now. That is going to be the Dolphins. Because this is the thing. For the first... For the Bills game and for the Eagles game, I didn't pick the Dolphins as my money line dog. I am picking the Dolphins as my money line dog this week. I am confident. I am very confident that we go into Frankfurt and we roll the Chiefs. Put it on a quote card, whatever. Uh, let's keep going here. Another smelly, smelly game. Bears at Saints. Saints minus 8.5. Total set at 41.5. Is Justin Fields playing? I don't think he is. Blah, blah, blah. I wish that they would just say it would be a lot easier if I could just like look up Justin Fields and it would be immediately like, oh, he's not playing. Or uh, Let's go injury instead. How about that? Type that. Uh... Nope. Tyson Bagent is still the guy. That's why the line is so big. I mean, the line would be big regardless. Um, I guess we get to see what Montez Sweat, what this Bears defense looks like with him in there. I think the Bears defense should be better for the rest of the season. I mean, it better be for Matt Eberflus's sake. That is his thing. He is a defensive guy. And now you've got kind of, you have some playmakers on this Bears, Bears defense now, like, we were talking about it on the Wednesday show, but they got Montez Sweat now, Tremaine Edmonds, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson. Is there anyone else I'm forgetting? Uh, TJ Edwards, I guess, kind of counts. But they got some guys. They got some guys. This defense will be better. Uh but with Tyson Bajan playing quarterback, I don't give them a shot. This Saints team is just flat out way better. It's just kind of like what NFC South teams are. The talent on those rosters are very good. But the talent at QB and the talent coaching is piss poor, if we're really being honest. Uh, Bears have no shot in this one. The Saints are going to win. I don't like Tyson Bajan is a nice story, but he will be a backup quarterback, borderline practice squad type of guy. I don't even think he's... I'm confident in saying that he will be a backup quarterback for his career in the NFL. It's a nice story, though. It's a fun story, but that's kind of what it is. It's a fun story. Let's keep going. One of the better day or games of the 1 o'clock slate, Seahawks at Ravens. Ravens minus 6, total set at 44 and a half. This is going to be a defensive slugfest. 
I am very excited to see what the Seahawks defense looks like with the addition of Leonard Williams. The Ravens defense is already really good. And I haven't liked what I've seen from the Seahawks offense and Geno Smith as of late. And this Ravens, the Ravens defense will make the Seahawks make mistakes. Uh, Definitely in the Seahawks defense will do everything in their power to shut down the Ravens offense, which it's flash. The Ravens offense has looked good, but it's also been up and down a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I think this is kind of going to be a defensive slugfest. No, again, no strong leans in this one. I think the Ravens are the better team. They're the higher team in my power rankings, uh, mainly just because I do. I trust Lamar. He's obviously MVP in 2019. Uh, But, yeah, I don't trust Geno. I don't have faith in Geno to beat a good team, win a big game. Um, And I think that's just kind of what it comes down to. I am very excited to watch this game, though. It'll be nice. It'll be nice for me this week because I can go, I can watch the Dolphins-Chiefs game in the morning, then immediately have Red Zone, and then I can watch the Ravens-Seahawks game on another screen. Uh, And then we get into the 4 o'clock games, and it's only one good 4 o'clock game. But, um, yeah, I guess one more 1 o'clock game, though. Vikings at Falcons. Falcons minus 4. Total set at 37 and a half. Taylor Heineke has been named the starter for the Falcons this week. Uh, I think it's unlikely that Josh Dobbs plays uh, plays this week with, I mean, the limited knowledge of the playbook and stuff. So this could be a Jaron Hall start, which would not be good for the Vikings. Um, Falcons should easily win this one. Let's just be honest uh oh that sucks (laughs) right after josh dobbs finally moved into a house in arizona he got traded to minnesota that sucks i feel for josh dobbs he's been he's been a suitcase in his career i mean where has he played off the top of my head steelers browns jags and then even just this season he was signed to the browns uh they cut him to keep dorian thompson robinson on the roster and God, if the Browns had Josh Dobbs, they would be so much better. So much better. They would have won a couple more games. That's for damn sure. That's beside the point. Um, But yeah, I don't think Josh Dobbs is starting this week. Uh, So, And even if he does start, I think that the Falcons are the better team. They should win this one. Yeah. yeah, simple as that. Arthur Smith, let's give Bijan the ball a little more. Let's start phasing Tyler Algier. We don't want to see him on the field anymore. And this isn't even, because I know Arthur Smith, he has this thing where he hates fantasy football. And that's fair enough. There's a lot of people who look at fantasy and they just translate that to, oh, who's good in real life? That's not how it works. That's not how things work. Because if that were the case, David Montgomery, and or last year anyways, Jamal Williams was a top five running back in football, apparently. Uh, Newsflash, he is not. He's never have been. I don't think he's ever been a top 20 running back in the NFL, if we're really being honest here. Um, Yeah, Falcons should win this one. I'm interested to see what their offense looks like uh, with Taylor Heineke. 
I think they'll have a little more zip, a little more big plays. Uh, I'm excited. Falcons should win this one. Let's move on to the 4 o'clock slate here. Colts at Panthers. Uh, total set at 43.5. Colts minus 2 and a minus two and a half. Uh, after a pretty impressive performance last week from Bryce Young against the Texans, I mean, he looked good. The team only put up 15 points, but I think this is going to be a, not, not a come-down-the-earth moment from the Panthers because they've been on the ground literally the entire season. They have not left the earth. Uh, yeah. Um, Colts should win. I mean, the run game has been great. I think this is going to be a game where Jonathan Taylor gets his first touchdown of the year. Uh, Panthers on the other side. I mean... You got to stop the 33-year-old white rec- white receiver and you've stopped the Panthers offense. Not that hard to do. I am a fan of the Colts defense and I have been saying the Colts are building something and they're building something nice. But um for right now anyways, this should be a Colts win unless something magical happens for the Panthers where I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, the fact that the Panthers scored 15 points last week and won a game is nuts. But, uh, yeah, the Colts are just the better team. They should win this one. I guess we will see, though. Next game up, we got Giants at Raiders. Raiders minus two. Total set at 37 and a half. Raiders without Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels was fired, uh, I think, on Halloween. Yeah, he was fired late Halloween night because I woke up to that and I was laughing. Um, Absolutely unbelievable that uh, Mark Davis is now paying two coaches to sit at home and not do anything now. Uh, Good for him because he doesn't have, again, I've, I've been saying it, he has the assets and he's a billionaire because of the assets, but... His money is all tied in with the Raiders. He's not like a lot of these other billionaire owners where they have money, then they buy the team and whatever. Uh, all of Mark Davis's money is tied in with the Raiders, so it's great that he's paying out, I think, like $40 million something to both of these guys right now to just not coach their team anymore. Uh, interim head coach Antonio Pierce has taken over the head coaching duties. I mean, I guess that's what interim coach means. Uh, if you don't know who Antonio Pierce is, like I do, apparently he was part of the Arizona State uh, football program when they had their recruiting, uh, not scandal, but the recruiting infringement, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to find the right, right word, but we'll just keep going. Uh where, yeah, ASU got banned for bowl games for a couple seasons because they violated the rules, and he was a big part of that. But now he is on the Raiders. He is now the head coach of the Raiders. I think he was also a former NFL player. Let's see. Let's just look at his. Uh, played with the Redskins from 2001 to 2004 and the Giants from 05 to 2009. Super Bowl champion with those Giants. A Pro Bowl player in 2006, too. So actually a pretty good player. Good for him. Um, yeah, Arizona State. Pierce announced his resignation as head coach and was named linebackers 
coach at Arizona State University after two seasons as the Sun Devils linebackers coach. Pierce was prompted to co-defensive coordinator alongside Marvin Lewis on January 20th. 2021 Pierce was elevated to be the sole defense coordinator at ASU after sharing the role with Marvin Lewis, blah, blah, blah. He resigned during, during NCAA violation scandal prior to the 2022 season. Cool. Um, interested to see what they can do. I mean, new life in the Raiders, I guess. Uh, Jimmy G is benched. Aiden O'Connell is the starter going forward. Good for him. Jimmy G has just looked terrible this whole year. And the fact that, like, the Raiders who just fired their coach, they benched their quarterback, they're starting a rookie. I mean, the whole team has just kind of been pissed off and, like, just not playing well. They're a very dysfunctional team. And the fact that they're favorites against the Giants who are getting their starting quarterback back for this game, um, just very funny to me. But that just shows you how bad the Giants are. Darren Waller will be out in this game. So it'll be all on Saquon Barkley to carry the entire offensive load like he usually does for the Giants. Uh, yeah, I'm picking the Raiders in this one. I feel like after a coaching change and an interim coach gets the job, I tried to look it up. I couldn't find anything. I mean, I was working for the entire day, so I didn't really have much time, but I feel like coaches in their first game as an interim coach have a very good record. And that's just kind of what I'm going with. Just kind of vibes that now that McDaniels, the moron, is out of the building that the Raiders will want to play hard and play with some energy. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going with here. So I'm taking the Raiders in this one. That's going. It's, go, it's going to be a very bad game. Rest assured, it is going to be a bad game. Uh Next game up here, this is a great one. NFC East Divisional Battle. Cowboys at Eagles. Eagles minus three. Total set at 46 and a half. Um, I have been down on the Cowboys offense literally all year. Uh, Last week, in my opinion anyways, in my humble opinion, was their best performance of the year on offense. And now they face the Eagles. And... This Eagles front seven, the secondary, hasn't looked great. But I think uh, another week of Kevin Byard getting uh, ingrained in the system and big play slay and James Bradbury, uh, I think the Eagles win this one with relative ease. I think this Dallas defense has shown us that they play hard in spots. They play hard. They play fantastic against the really bad teams. But when they face a good opponent, they kind of shut down and the offense just hasn't been great all year so I'm taking the Eagles in this one this is a big divisional matchup though you never know what kind of happens in these but I think I give every edge to the Eagles if we're really being honest QB Eagles running back let's just say it's even offensive line Eagles tight end Eagles receivers Eagles defensive line Eagles linebackers Eagles secondary Eagles Maybe not secondary for the Eagles, but either way, um, bet on A.J. Brown to have 100-plus yards because he does it literally every single week. Uh, Yeah, uh, on to the Sunday night game, another fantastic game. Bills at Bengals, Bengals minus two, total set at 49.5. I'm on the Bengals. I'm on the Bengals hype train right now. The Bills have just kind of shown me nothing really in these past few weeks that they are one of these top echelon contending teams. 
Now they bring in Douglas to kind of patch a hole in their secondary uh, that's been there since Trey White has left with an injury. But uh, I don't know. This Bengals team seems to be humming. Their defense has been great all year. The offense looks like it's clicking now. The run game has been great with Joe Mixon. The passing game has been great ever since uh, Burrow stopped being hurt, I guess. I guess that Cardinals game was the first game where they looked pretty good. Then they moved to Seattle. Either way. Um, yeah, I'm on the Bengals. Again, this is kind of... It all depends on which version of the Bills offense we get and if the defense can do enough. Because if we get the... Josh Allen tossing bombs, running over people, running by people, jumping over people. If like essentially Josh Allen needs to play like Superman for the Bills to win this game, and that's just kind of been the story of these Bills teams where if Josh Allen isn't perfect playing elite football, uh the Bills generally don't win because their offense has just been very one-dimensional. They looked better against the Bucks last week, but they only looked better for one half, and then it just kind of went downhill there. Uh, but I'm on the Bengals this week, uh, kind of hoping that that's like a counter jinx because I don't like seeing Tony happy, but uh, beside the point here. Uh, I'm on the Bengals regardless. Uh, next game up, last game of the week. Chargers at Jets, Chargers minus three and a half, uh, total set at 40 and a half. Now listen, Chargers should win this game. I mean, see their offense, whatever. This just feels like a game that the Chargers traveled to the East Coast, Monday night game, bright lights in prime time, and the Chargers just find a way to have an absolute stinker in this Jets defense shuts them down, and Zach Wilson, or should I say Brees Hall, does enough in the running game to drive them over, put them over the... I don't even know what I'm trying to say. If the Jets win this game, I think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. Crazy to say, but if Aaron Rodgers does come back sometime in December, we talked about their schedule coming up, I mean... Chargers, Raiders, Bills, Dolphins, Falcons, Texans, Dolphins, Commanders, Browns, Patriots. If they win this one to go to 5-3 and three on the season, uh, and let's just say they beat... So we're saying they beat the Chargers here in this hypothetical. I don't think it's going to happen, but we've just seen how the Chargers play. But... Uh, so five wins Chargers, six wins Raiders, lost to the Bills, lost to the Dolphins, beat the Falcons, seven wins, beat the Texans, eight wins, lose to the Dolphins again, uh, Commanders, nine wins, when does, beat the Browns, beat the Patriots, like, Patriot or the Jets could be at 10-11 wins at the end of the year, which might be good enough, um, to make the playoffs. I'm not counting these. I'm not counting this Jets team out. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, he's just an immediate upgrade over Zach Wilson, who's been fine this year, but he's not he's not the reason why the Jets are winning games or even close to winning games. It's all the defense or Brees Hall on offense in the run game. But I'm I'm somewhat on the Jets. I'm I'm not picking them to win this game because but because the Chargers should just 
be the better team. But we've seen the Chargers fail miserably time after time after time after time after time after time after time. Simple enough. Chargers need to show up in this one. If the Chargers don't win this game, I feel like the Chargers now, every week for the rest of the season, is if they lose a game, fire Brandon Staley. Like, really. Because they got, well, it's not even that tough. They still got to play the Chiefs one more time. They got to play the Lions. They got to play the Ravens. They got to play the Bills. They got to start winning some of these games where they should win. But I guess we will see. That'll do it for the Week 9 preview. Let's get into my Pick'em choices. I'm just realizing that I never talked about the Cardinals and Browns game. Because it's that forgettable. Uh... Cardinals at Browns, Browns minus eight, total set at 37 and a half. Um, I think we are still unsure whether or not Kyler Murray will play. I think with that line, it means that Kyler won't be playing and it'll be rookie Clayton Toon taking the snaps out there. Um, yeah, so I would take... I would take the Cardinals in this one if Car- if Kyler was playing. But without that, it's looking like Watson is trending towards playing. I feel like I've been saying this for a month now. Um, but the Browns' defense is just too much for this Cardinals' offense with rookie Clayton Toon to really overcome. Uh, eight points is a lot for a Browns' offense that has just been smelly. They can't f- pass the football, really. We'll see if Watson changes that. I doubt it. He's had like one good game in the last two years. Um, Yeah. There's a reason that I forgot to talk about this game because this game just isn't a memorable game to talk about. Um, But yeah, now let's get into my pick'em choices. Okay, time for my pick'em choices. Uh, As always, I give out a favorite, a dog, an over and under, and a money line dog. Let's start with my favorite this week. I am taking the Bills or the Bengals, sorry, minus two over the Bills. Uh, and this is kind of what I said in the uh, in in the preview. There is, I just think that the Bengals are the better team. They're playing better football right now. I haven't seen the Bills really play great football since that game against Miami. Uh, really, I don't think that's crazy of me to say that they haven't been good since week four. I haven't been great since week four, anyways. Uh, Bad win against the Bucks, lost to the Patriots. Bad win against the Giants, lost to the Jags. Yeah, no, I'm completely right. Their last four games, they have just not been a great team. Um, and I think it's as simple as that. Bengals, minus two. Uh, my dog, I'm going with the Buccaneers, plus three. I think the Bucks have a good chance to just flat out win this game. Uh, and we just kind of said it. They have the more talented team. Now, the better coach team is the Texans, but... I have faith that this defense will give uh, the rookie C.J. Stroud some fits. He's looked great all season, but this Bucks defense has looked pretty damn good all year. Um, so I'm taking the Bucks plus three. Let's see what Baker can do uh, against these Texans here. Uh, for my over, I'm going over 40 and a half in the Commanders and Patriots game. I kind of hate it, but I hate a lot of the totals for overs this week. Couldn't find one that I liked really. Um, So yeah, I'm taking this one. I'm banking on that the Patriots offense will 
have kind of an uptick because I think that the commander's defense will be playing down a little bit after losing Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So hopefully the Patriots can score some points. Hopefully Sam Howell and this commander's offense with Brian Robinson and Scary Terry and Dotson can put up some points. 40 and a half is a low enough number to, I mean, this is a 23-20 game, 23-21 game. Even just saying that, that sounds too high, but this is what I'm rolling with. Uh, over 40 and a half, Commanders Patriots. Uh, my under, I'm taking under 44 and a half Seahawks Ravens. I'm not confident that the Seahawks can score a decent amount of points against this uh, Ravens defense and vice versa. I'm a fan of the Ravens offense, but... I really like the Seahawks defense right now. I think it'll be tough for the Ravens to move the ball. Uh, Yeah, like what have the Seahawks done in the last? They put up 24, they put up 20, they put up 13, they put up 24. They really haven't looked great since uh, week two and week three where they put up 37 points, but... um, yeah, I think the Ravens' defense will give uh, the Seahawks' offense some fits, and yeah, vice versa. I'm a big fan of the Seahawks' defense. I said it in the preview. It's going to be a slugfest, so I'm taking under 44.5 Seahawks-Ravens. And of course, my money line dog goes to the Dolphins. Dolphins going to roll. Dolphins going to win this week. I cannot wait. I am so, 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 so excited for this game. Dolphins are going to win. We can quiet all the haters. So excited. So excited. Uh, I guess that'll do it for the show. Uh, One more note uh, before I end it. I will be, uh, next week's show will be a little bit different. I'm hoping to have multiple people on to just kind of talk mid-season show. Just talk about everything. Talk about award races. Talk about where teams are going. Probably do a tier ranking during the show as we did last year. Um... Yeah, so a little bit different next week there. Uh, I didn't talk about the teams on bye again this week. I think it's the Broncos, the Jags. um, Who else? Broncos, Jags, Niners, Lions. They're all on bye. The Niners need to be on bye. Jags have been rolling. Lions have been rolling. Broncos won a game. Look at that. Um, Yeah, I think that does it. Go Dolphins. I am so excited. Uh, If you have liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.